I've done a lot of thinking here recently about one of the greatest challenges that I struggle with from time to time in terms of making friendships or maintaining friendships or even really kind of backing up just meeting new people. And that is the idea that it is my thoughts about myself. And to take it a step further, it's the thoughts that I think people are thinking about me, which I guess in some way is an extension of the thoughts that I have about myself and what I think, you know, and that leads to all of the speculation about what I think other people are thinking about me. And when I look back in my life, what I really see is a person that has always, to a certain degree, struggled with, and it's probably not too, uh, you know, not too unique, I, and I've talked to many people who have struggled with this, with self-esteem issues and self-confidence issues and just, you know, feeling very unsure of oneself, not only, uh, you know, within oneself, but then that you can, you, you tend there's a tendency to take that with us and bring it along with us into interpersonal relationships and interacting with other people. And I have thought about this a lot and really have really been paying a lot of attention to exactly how this works in my own life. And I've had a couple of conversations here within the past few weeks with others who have expressed some concerns about this same issue. And the question was posed to me, you know, how can mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice help to be able to not struggle with these things so much? How to, uh, the phrase I like to use for this for myself is how to get out of my own way. I'm making things so much more difficult than they have to be. And what I have found is that, as with all situations, it's important to really go back to the beginning and really look at why being more aware of our thinking patterns and our habits of thought is so beneficial. And so what I wanted to do was really take a deeper look at this particular issue and how I've used mindfulness and mindful coping practices to be more, first of all, most importantly, to be more aware when I am engaging in that habit of thought of speculating about what I think other people are thinking of me and convincing myself that they surely have to think the same things about me that I do. And that's, uh, and there again, that awareness leads to me also being more conscious of what I am thinking about myself. And then I can, at that point, I can begin to really unpack that and really pick that apart, so to speak, and really look at and whether or not I have a distorted view of myself. And I think it is something that's very human and very normal to sometimes have a view of ourselves that is not the way that other people see us. And when I really kind of go back to the beginning here, the idea is that 
first of all, what I have to deal with and be more aware of are the thoughts that I have about myself. I can't really do this work of more effectively coping with that so that I can have more meaningful interactions with others and not carry this baggage of thinking somehow that they think I am weird or strange or different or whatever it is that I think about myself that I'm projecting onto them. And one of the most important things about this too that I do want to mention in addition to the you know what, what I'm speaking about with this subject is that and I had a, a teacher many years ago say that whatever other people think of us that's their business. And I really do believe that that is, I do agree with that. I really do. And I believe that for me, that is true. But at the same time, even though I believe that is true and I find that to be very valid, it's easy for me to say that. It's quite another matter for me to live that truth. If if I feel like that really is other people's business, then the question becomes, why do I struggle so much and have for so many years with the feelings that I have about myself and then projecting those onto others and then finding myself being aware of the fact that I am concerned about what other people are thinking. And then once I become concerned about it, then I'm trying to convince myself that they don't want to have anything to do with me or that something I have said or the way that I was in that interaction put them off in some particular way. And I have noticed that this is a very self-defeating pattern, and it's one that really not only hurts ourselves, but it also can hurt other people, in that if I really feel like people are uncomfortable with me for some reason, and that I'm making them uncomfortable or putting them off in some way, I will tend to hang back in my social interactions. I won't make the effort that I would possibly make if I was not struggling with worrying about what they think of me. So this is, you know, kind of looking at the the effects of this and how it can really impact my interpersonal relationships with people I've just met all the way along the spectrum to people that I've known for many, many years. And I have done that. I have had situations where I have just thought for one reason or another that, you know, I meet someone and I think somehow they just, I think they just don't like me or I think that something, there's something about me that they're not comfortable with. And it seems really silly on one level to stop and think about how we think we really can know or surmise what we think other people are thinking. And it's just, it's that personal insecurity that, you know, we, we somehow believe that we know what they're thinking. And uh, I wonder, and, and there again, I'm just thinking this in the moment, why I have never speculated that I think this person really likes me somehow or that they're really, really comfortable with me. It's, uh, I've had people tell me that before. And what's really sad about it is, it's, and when I say I don't believe it, I don't mean that I don't believe that they're being honest or genuine. I believe that they are. But it's that somehow I can't, I I can't see how they could feel that way. So when I say I don't believe it, I'm not thinking they're being untruthful. It's just that I just can't imagine that they really could feel that way. I just, you know, that's, that's how badly I can think of myself. That that is the way that I end up really feeling when other people, when I do get positive feedback from others. 
So getting back really to the heart of the matter is the awareness. And if, you know, if I'm looking to be able to cope with this more effectively, the idea here is, is always is that I can't just stop doing it. I can't decide, you know, I have to stop thinking these thoughts about myself and I have to stop speculating about what other people are, are thinking about me. To try to brute force that or to will myself to stop doing it just doesn't really seem to work for me. And most of the people that I've worked with over the years have, have had the same experiences. So what I want to do, and this is a tough one, because it has a lot to do, you know, when you start talking about how we feel about ourselves, is that I have to accept the fact that I am not always 100% objective about that, first of all. Second of all, and there again, that's just, that's part of the awareness, and that's really what I'm talking about here, is that I want to really just focus on being aware when I am not thinking good, you know, thinking good thoughts about myself, when I'm thinking self-defeating thoughts about myself, the idea here is to just be aware of it. I can't, even though there's a, a tendency, especially in this case, because this one hits really close to home, where I'm talking about myself here. So yes, I do want to try to, you know, to quote unquote, make that go away. I want to somehow alleviate that and, and make that pain go away of not thinking, you know, well of myself. Where mindfulness practice really comes in is that I am just practicing being aware with what, of what my mind is doing. And that is really step one. And it's the most, in terms of mindful coping practice, this is really the most important step is to just be mindful of the fact that I feel a certain way. I feel negatively about myself or insecure within myself for some particular reason. And what I want to do is just to really sit with those feelings. And I know that it's uncomfortable. I know that it doesn't feel good. But the idea here is to just really be aware that I am thinking this way. And to pay more attention. I don't want to get wrapped up in the thoughts themselves. Because really that's just the content. That you know, Those are just the words or the concepts that I'm, you know, that are forming in my mind, that I am just, you know, there's something that I'm telling myself. And I really want to stop there for a moment because it's really important, I think, I have found for myself to pay attention to those thoughts themselves. And I, and I want to resist the urge at this point to question them. I just want to pay attention to them. And when I start looking at the thoughts themselves and just watching them happen. And there again, I don't want to identify with them. I don't want to believe or not believe them. It's not really important at this point whether they're true or not. I'm not really focused on getting to the truth because that will come later. What I'm really trying to do is to slow my mind down. If I'm trying to do anything, and I'm not really trying to do it, but this is what it ultimately ends up accomplishing is that if I can just sit with these thoughts and about whatever it is that I'm feeling and just let myself see exactly what it is that I'm thinking and what I'm speculating about. And when I, I'm finding that when I slow things down, it, it amazes me 
the, the, the thoughts that I can have about myself. It literally amazes me the, the things that I can tell myself about myself that I know deep down inside really are not true. But somehow I'm, I'm really caught up in thinking that I know what other people are thinking. And what is difficult about this, and I really believe this is something that is very normal and human, is that, you know, interactions between humans are very, and I'm sure everyone knows this, are very complex and very complicated. And because of that, and it's all happening in real time, that there can be a tendency to, when you're speaking with someone or interacting with someone, there are all sorts of facial cues, there are all sorts of behavioral cues that are coming in, and a lot of this stuff is coming in at the same time. And we can see something or hear something in the way that they're speaking, and our mind just automatically goes there. And in a lot of cases, it has to do with conditioning. If there is some sort of behavior that we have dealt with in, in earlier times of our lives that we have become aware of somehow that there's, we've assigned some sort of meaning to the way that a person responds to us, what they say or how they say it, or how it's presented physically, we can think that we see things that may or may not be there. And the idea here is we don't want to blind ourselves to these incoming cues. We, you know, I want to be fully present in my interactions with others, but where the awareness can really help me is that if I can be more aware that my mind is starting to react, if I can just know that my mind is reacting to some sort of incoming cue of some sort, it's, you know, verbal, it's physical, uh, it could be a combination of both of those. If I can just be aware that I'm reacting to something that's in front of me that I'm seeing from another person that I'm interacting with or multiple people that I'm interacting with or talking with, that I can start to really be able to not be so overwhelmed by it because I realize that these are just, if I can just get to the point where I have just a little bit of perspective or what some people refer to as headspace, that I can begin to see, oh, okay, this is just, you know, if I can have just a little bit more room to kind of stand outside these interactions and see, and it's just, you know, oh, okay, this is just me reacting again. Okay, this is just me thinking. And what I found is, and I'm not necessarily always saying those words to myself, but I guess what I'm really describing here is this is what it would sound like if I'm thinking to myself. And if I can get to a place where it's, you know, I'm just, ah, okay, there I go again. You know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm thinking about, well, now I'm thinking that this person somehow thinks that I'm weird or strange or, or whatever the case may be. It can be a hang-up about our physical appearance. It can be a hang-up about how we present ourselves in some way. And it can get very complicated. And the idea is to just be aware. And I, and I can't necessarily say that there's any magic way to make the complexity of this any less burdensome. But the awareness itself really leads to us having a little bit more headspace in these moments. We can have a little bit more perspective about what's going on. And if I can allow myself to just pay attention to the interactions 
And when I realize that I'm making some sort of judgment about what I'm hearing or seeing or jumping to a conclusion about what I'm hearing or seeing, that I find that it's much easier to just let go of that. I don't want to stop trying to, I don't, I don't want to try to stop jumping to these conclusions or making these assumptions. But what I find is, is that if I just pay more attention and really be here now with that person without giving any energy to thinking about who I am in that interaction or what they're thinking of me, I find that I will start to loosen my grip some on needing to believe everything that I'm thinking about how I'm feeling. The feelings will just come and go. These impulses to jump to these conclusions will just kind of come and go as well. And they just rise and fall. And the more that I've slowed my mind down, the more that I can see that we're just wired this way. We're human, and this is just how, how, we, how our minds operate. And thoughts and impulses just come and they go. Sometimes they appear and they get more intense, and then eventually they dissipate and then, they, then, then they pass. If I can just be here in those interactions more fully, what I find is, is that I don't necessarily have to believe everything that I'm telling myself about, you know, first of all, who I think I am or how I think I am and how I'm presenting myself to others. And then I can just be however I am in the moment. And I realize it takes a tremendous amount of trust to do that. But then again, I had someone ask me one time, and I don't remember who it was, but I remember they said if, and it may, it may have been something that I saw, it may not have been uh, you know, a direct personal interaction, if I can't be who I am, then who can I be? So if we, I find that if I give myself the freedom to just, first of all, let myself be who I am in each moment and not second guess it and not judge it, and not, you know, not try not to be this way because I think people don't like this or, you know, I don't want to try to not be another way because I think it makes people uncomfortable. I can just trust myself that I know what's socially appropriate and inappropriate. I know at the end of the day that I don't want to make people uncomfortable. I don't want to cause people suffering. And if I can just trust myself and trust in myself to be genuinely the person that my heart really wants me to be that it really is that simple and it's uh, it's not always easy as I generally find myself saying a lot about mindfulness practice or mindful coping practice but it is it's it's really simple it's just a matter of making this a lot less complicated because it really doesn't have to be this complicated and I realize that I've chosen to do that and I cannot begin to say how you know I cannot there are so many of these stories I can't even begin to know to know where to know where to begin if I were to share stories about some of the most ridiculous things that I have told myself that I think people think about me and then there's a sensitivity that develops that if I reach out to them again or uh, you know, try to communicate with them in some way and I don't hear back from them or they don't respond in a way that I was anticipating them responding, that I basically am really turning all that inward. I am, I am taking thoughts that I'm having about myself and really the thoughts that I have that I, you know, in other words, when I'm speculating about what other people are thinking of me, 
I'm really just thinking these thoughts about myself. I'm turning this in on on myself. And once I can be more aware of this, I can realize that this is really not healthy for me at all. And certainly I want to pay more attention to how I am with people. But if I am so busy and so quick to judge and to criticize everything that I say, everything that I'm thinking, and, and, and every way in which I present myself, it gets to the point where there, there becomes a fear of interacting with other people or a tremendous amount of insecurity. And I have struggled with that all my life, and I'm still struggling with it. I don't want to say by any means that I no longer struggle with this. The only thing that has really changed for me, if anything has changed at all, is that I'm more aware that I struggle with this. I'm more aware of when these self-defeating thought patterns come online and start happening. And then I'm less likely to become attached to all of the beliefs about them and all of the things that I'm thinking other people are thinking about me. And what I'm finding is that really, in this case, being more aware that I'm doing that allows me to not believe it so much. It allows me to, to really un- unchain myself or unshackle myself from all of these self-limiting thoughts and feelings that I'm having. And, and, and self-defeating as well. It's really both. It's self-limiting and self-defeating. I can't really be myself. I can't really genuinely bring myself to any interactions with others unless I can give myself enough freedom to just be spontaneously be who I am. If I can't trust in that, then it's going to be very difficult for me to cope with the difficulties that there will be in interacting with other people. And I'm finding that as I am practicing more about being practicing more in terms of being more aware of what my mind is doing, I'm finding that I really I have more energy to interact with others. I have more desire to interact with others. And I'm a person who, for most of my adult life, for the past you know over 30 years, have spent many, many years of my life really limiting my interactions with other people because of this. I have, there are times and periods in my life when I have been reclusive, when I have actually not, I have shied away from meeting new people and interacting with the people that I know, you know, that I've known for a while because I wasn't willing to take the risk. It was just too overwhelming. The, what it felt like for me to be caught in a storm of thoughts and speculations about what I think other people think about me, it was exhausting. It was just really too much. And the saddest part of all is, is that I've had probably three instances in the past month where there were people that I met maybe six months ago, a year ago, even longer, that I have run into or had another interaction with them and I was convinced in all of these situations, and I don't know why, and I guess it really doesn't matter why it just happened to be with these particular people. And I also don't think it was an accident that I came back into contact with them, that they sort of appeared in my life at, at some point. And I'm not saying that it's anything magical. I'm just saying that I think this is very telling. In all of these situations, in all of these cases, I believed for different reasons 
that this person either did not like me, did not really you know want to have anything else to do with me, and in all of these cases, the person would basically share something along the lines of either wanting to stay in touch or to get back in touch, in, you know, in the near future, or express interest in getting together, and I just could not believe it. I and there again, I had been more aware of the fact that I was thinking these things. But I really had not gotten to a place where I had stopped believing it yet. I think I had let loose of the beliefs, but there was I was still harboring some uncertainty about how these people felt about me. I, did, I and there again, it's a distinction and it's a very important one. I was not, even though I had some speculations about how these people felt about me, I was not wrapped up in it. I was not waking up every day, spending time worrying about it or troubling myself in some way or causing myself emotional suffering. And it's not that I'm beyond doing that because I feel like I have mastered the art of troubling myself and torturing myself needlessly and causing myself so much suffering by fixating on these things in the past. It's very easy for me to fall into that trap. But the awareness is what really protects against getting hung up with these things. And that's the point I really want to make here. In all of these cases, I was unbelievably shocked that these, this person clearly did not feel the way about me that I really knew somehow. And there again, when I say I knew, I thought I knew, but I did not know. That it just amazed me that I, I literally create my own reality in my mind. And we all do this. We really do. We really can create our own realities right between our ears and our minds. And that's why the awareness of mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice is so important, is that I cannot, I cannot cope in the most effective way that I possibly can with all the complexity that there is in my life and everyone else's lives unless I am more aware that I am doing these things to myself. And because of the fact that so much of life has to do with interacting with other people, I really want to allow myself a way to minimize the suffering that there is that goes along with interacting with other people. Because it's not always easy business, I realize that. It doesn't always go the way that we hoped or expected, but that's life. And so I want to be able to equip myself with something that can allow me to cope emotionally in the most effective way I can and also that opens me up and allows me to really be fully in life. And there's going to be what people refer to as good or bad in life. There's always going to be a mixture. But the idea here is, what can I possibly do to allow myself to live life more fully, to live it more in the here and now, and to be in the middle of life with other people because that's where life really is happening. And the only way for me to do that now, the only way I want to do that is to be more aware of when I catch myself starting to think certain things about myself and speculate about what I think other people are thinking about me and convince myself, and I'm, no one can convince me better than me, that somehow people don't want to be around me or aren't comfortable with me. I want to be able to trust myself to be who I, who I am spontaneously and genuinely in each moment and not be afraid to do that. Because in the end, that's the only person I really can be. And the only one that can allow me to be me is me. And I know for me, the only way I can do that 
is to be able to cope more mindfully and to continue those practices of mindfulness and mindful coping so that I can be in life to the best of my ability and trust that I can. It's really as simple as that. Not always easy, but it is as simple as that.